Tonight on Sidetracked, we have a drinking problem. Consult with Beer Money Pulling Team for a fix and go in on injection tech for diesel, not booze. Stay tuned. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Barn Grill, your exorcism specialist. All right, Nick, you got to fire the news. We got breaking news right off the get go. Okay, my mood's better now for one, but. Big, big news. The Sidetrack crew, we've developed a br- drinking problem amongst us. It's a horrible, horrible shame. I can't believe it. I did not expect it to be this person. Meyer, what is happening? Your lip is leaking. You're dribbling beer everywhere. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm terrified. I, I don't know what to do. We thought we had this under control. We've all gone through our resolutions, making sure... You know, drinking is not going to be an issue. I, I thought you blew I, it. I thought I was drinking enough. <sighs> Nurse, get him an IV stat. <laughs> we'll mainline him. <laughs> That's why we always have a quarter barrel up on the shelf with an IV tube coming out of it. <laughs> well, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name is Meyer. Wait, wait, who is that between you and me, Nick? Oh, well. <laughs> Emergency in studio guest here. Well, see Alice. The, yeah. The yep. CEO has visited us. I can't blame you, Mac. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wish everybody could see what we're seeing right now. It's my nephew, our CEO of the company, is terrified for his life. <laughs> Don't worry, Max. She won't take her soul. We swore to. <laughs> hey, your fault. You brought her, so. <laughs> oh, so Posh is in studio. And uh, next week, I don't know if these four walls at Life Media Studios here, one half radio, or, uh, radio plaza, will be able to hold the lunacy or the amount of empties we're going to have coming in as what we go to all five hosts in studio. Yeah. We're going to make an extra card table for the pyramid. <laughs> There's going to have to be photos of this stuff. I we could we could maybe I, live stream it. I'm actually I think you know Nick, you think that's doable or Yeah, we could probably do a live stream. I think we should do a live stream of this one just cuz somebody's going to have to help me come clean up the studio beforehand. Well, we can Not strategically we'll, place we'll the camera. There. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not worried. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't have left my trains laying around and my Legos. But oh, I I those mean, were the CEOs. Well, I'm glad to see Charles picked up his Matchbox cars this week. Right. <laughs> I mean, forbid you step on one. Are you bringing over that uh, um, uh, that uh, combine next Ooh. week? Oh, we're going to go 
I could, but then I've got to explain to my son why his combine and tractors weren't there when he got home from daycare. Because <laughs> I sure as hell am not going to try sneaking them out once he's home. <laughs> oh, five idiots in studio. And we might be doing carpet farming. I have a feeling this could be our first true 2K's night. Could be. I don't know. Tell who's getting rusty here, Meyer. Uh-oh. Your problem got worse. A lot worse. Now I have a real drinking problem. I don't have much left to drink. And with that, we're going to take a break so Meyer can fix his drinking problem. <laughs> here. Oh. I think I can survive through birthdays. If you're interested in being an intern here at Sidetrack Productions, <laughs> please send resume and cover photo. <laughs> And picture of tractor. <laughs> AP at sidetrackpolling.com. Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh on uh, Facebook. We will have a casting couch available. <laughs> right, right over right there. there. <laughs> oh, there's a bed next to it. What do you know? <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those shows. Wait, we do those shows every, every week. week. So. Oh, you know, it's sad. They put us on after The Godfather, one of the more straight-laced, you know, upstanding, like we said, the adult in the room. And then they finish out the week with us idiots. It's like, oh. Then again, I mean, it's easier to let the idiots just turn free after everybody else is done than try to try to regain some sort of they just, sanity. They just hope that by Monday like night, everybody's said. forgotten whatever we did. Is... Wait, wait, did I hear something? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh, in honor of Charles being back, I think, you uh, Yeah, yeah, it's that time. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Actually, did you rename that drop yet? Because I think we're going to change it from the no dick drop to just put Charles on it. <laughs> eh, we'll all know what it is then again it, I think that one's almost fitting for Drob too I, I just like using it on anyone who it applies <laughs> at the given moment it's just a habit to use it on Charles <laughs> so Cross, Drob, Armstead, Posh and Meyer gonna be getting completely tanked next week might have to come send the company a limousine which is a pickup truck <laughs> of course <laughs> to haul the beer and empties and drunken human bodies that are strewn about after we're done yeah it's gonna be an impressive array out there in the parking lot <laughs> next week <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point enough enough horsepower to move a mountain which only purpose was to haul drunks <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking yeah we got two more cars to fit in the driveway that's already cramped we got to work on our on a, our parking expansion for the future here, you know. Indeed. Yep, and that's enough working on that. <laughs> oh, work. We'll get around to that eventually. Don't need to remind me every six months. Right? Gosh, so. Welcome to Sidetracked. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Because <laughs> that's about as good as it's going to get tonight. 
Well, wait, you had material, didn't you? You did show prep. Yeah, well. We haven't done show prep here in a long time. Actually, I did show prep last week. You'd be proud of me. I lined up three guests. Or not three guests. I had Kenny on. So I got... Well, actually, so I did two shows last week. So that's so. really not even show prep. That's just getting someone else to do it for you. Well, when in doubt, delegate. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, nope, had Kenny come on. Thank you to him, Bob DeBerg, and uh, Jason Schlitz, or Schlitz. Schultz, Schultz, Schlitz, from uh, that show, uh, whatever it is, uh, Let's Grow Something or Other, but... Alfalfa? No. Gotta be nice. He's gonna be on the show again tonight. We're gonna be bringing Jason Schultz on to talk about the awesomeness. It was a hybrid redneck rally 2016. I know, Meyer, you had fun with that one. It was a pretty impressive event. I gotta give him that. The drive sucks. Yes. And the drivers suck. Suck even more. I don't know who hands out driver's licenses in Wisconsin. I'm guessing it's the DMV. I don't know if they ever had a shooting at a DMV, but they really need to. You got a, <laughs> you got a pulse? How many fingers? There you go. Oh, my God. Going seven. I, I'm pretty sure the road test consists of random braking. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. We're going like 75, which is top speed over there because they're not used to Detroit, NASCAR, 80 mile an hour oh. and a 55, three lanes wide. Through the construction zone. <laughs> <laughs> No, 75, and they were maxed out, and it's like, come on. We were going through Madison, and I was about ready to get out of the car and start talking to people. <laughs> They'd never survive uh, running 696 with gravel trains on either side of you going by at 90 miles an hour, fully loaded. There is a reason they call those trucks Michigan Specials. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's special, the truck or the driver. <laughs> Like a refrigerator, close the door and the light goes off. <laughs> oh, but no, I had a great time out there. Meyer was on the mic with me out there, and uh, he didn't do too bad for a white guy. Oh, do we have to censor that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's okay to ah, forget white guys. it. It's, yeah, forget it. It's our show. I don't care. FCC don't listen to us. If they did, they would have shut us down for alcoholism. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Ten months ago, give or take a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, internet. <laughs> oh. Breaking the internet. <laughs> so, uh, with that, I mean, really, no news other than uh, NATPA over. action, indoor circuit getting fired off this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, the outdoor season's over essentially. The last real major poll outdoors of the year is going to be the North Carolina State Fair, and as as I understand, things are still on. But uh, yeah, it's uh, time I for the indoor. They're pulling for the first time ever. They're having an offshore canoe, um, work stock, bass boats, <laughs> <laughs> party barge, and then a combo class involving ocean going freighters and tugboats. Mm. So it should be a pretty good time down in North Carolina. But I'm waiting for Pro Nitrous Shrimp Boat. <laughs> but no, actually, you know, it got to be serious prayers to everybody down in North Carolina, Georgia, Florida who are dealing with the wrath of uh, Matthew, South Carolina. Some guys in awful rough shape down there. A lot of farmers didn't only lose their crops, but uh, also all their equipment underwater. Yeah. Who would have thought a 9640R John Deere does not float? No. Yeah, some of us are even dealing with bullshit because of it from 900 miles away. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to hear you whining about that bullshit. 
Because, yeah. What we've been waiting for for how long? Yeah, you got to wait. She's got to go down there for another two weeks. But you at least are in a better mood. and Yeah. I think that sperm buildup's probably depleted by now. Yeah. <laughs> Which explains why he's functioning normally again. Keep it clean, please. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> oh, I'm clean, all right. Cleaned out. Hey, come back. <laughs> Myers on the ball. I think <laughs> announcing out in Wisconsin spurred you along a little bit with the show. You're not playing solitaire. <laughs> or is it the fact you're playing with your fancy new digital mixer and going, I, I've had this thing for like two years now. It's not new anymore. Yeah, digital mixer's not, but though. that iPad's about 18 hours old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it works the same as my old one. It just doesn't take eight minutes to open an app. <laughs> Yeah, he's got all kinds of gizmos. He calls me today. He goes, I'm on all new hardware. I'm going, listen, dude, I don't, I don't want to hear know about it. What, what you had done unless it's a lengthening process. In that case, get me a business card. I got to talk to him. And he disappointed me, told me it was a brand new Bluetooth and phone. And uh, or wait, same phone or new phone? New phone. New phone and new pads. Same, same so. case. Yeah. They were both I have two. upgrades. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, And I beat the crap out of my electronics, so when I have upgrades, well, I need yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. So, Shiawassee County Fairgrounds, uh, Corona, Michigan. Uh, Friday night jackpot, Saturday night, 8 a.m. start on the dot, which means we have to have the four-wheeler moved by 1 o'clock this, this year, so that way we can get at least six hours sleep. Six? Really? My wife's going... Oh. Well, yeah, we're going to be... Not only are we chaperoned, we're outnumbered in our own camper. Actually, it's not our camper. <laughs> Scott's stabilizers will go down, right? Yes. We might need to get some 2 by 6 to put on the tires so it doesn't settle from, you know, vibrations too much or... <laughs> Get out fat. my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I think, I, I, I don't know which trailer I'm going to grab. I think I might grab that trailer to go to uh, Mason with his uh, Carl's, I want, get out my trailer trailer, which is what we're going to name it from now on. Is to get out my trailer trailer. <laughs> we almost have to buy that off of him and put a <laughs> sign on it. <laughs> No, spray paint. If you've seen the trailer, you <laughs> Yeah, spray paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, we got might do some business. It might be the sidetrack trailer. I got a price on it. We just got to see what we can do. It might become the sidetrack mobile studio slash uh, oh, GGW audition <laughs> studio. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what GGW stands for, thank God. Because you probably won't appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, don't Google it. No, <laughs> and but... also don't Google tractor pull either. <laughs> but if Urban Dictionary comes up, don't read it. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> okay, now my curiosity speaks. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Since our timers are running, Nick, throw it up on that screen because this will be. I never thought, Nick, we're gonna need a, we need another screen in here. So that way we can throw shit up on there also, so that way we can all look at it and all that and discuss it. That's a good idea. 
Mm. Ten months in. (laughs) (laughs) First good idea. Hey, we can utilize our whiteboard with that idea. Yes, we can. Oh, wow. We are hitting whole new levels here. If I could find a marker to write on that thing with, we could even start a list. Ooh. Well, first thing. Wait, wait, wait. First, we need to make a list of lists that we need to make. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, first thing that goes on the link, th- the list of lists is we need a permanent marker and just write beer on it. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> What I want to know, <laughs> who the who the hell makes those? <laughs> so, so we're not going to tell you what this is, but uh, you know, if you were paying attention, Urban Dictionary, tractor pull, don't do it. That that is the official advice of yeah. sidetracked. Um, but yeah, um, it's interesting. No, no, it's not. I'd I'd watch. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> you can't tell me you wouldn't. No, not interested. <laughs> Nick, All right. You want to go? <laughs> I'm a pervert. I'll own it. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know. Somebody be... here is trying to have redeemable qualities. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's high on my list, but if it's right there, I'm not going to not watch. <laughs> you know what? We said when we started sidetracked, we're going to cover all forms sure, of pulling. I'm sure we can find video. <laughs> See, like I said, not going to go out of my way for it. <laughs> well, like we said when we started sidetracked, we're going to cover all forms of pulling from antiques to Grand National. Mm. <laughs> you know, in that context, the antique stinks on a whole other, much more horrible meaning. Yeah, but yeah. imagine the Grand Nationals. <laughs> I mean, this is a global thing. <laughs> oh, God. So, yep, this show is shot already. What a better way to start a show. Um, I guess that's it for news. Um, oh, I do have an idea for the four-wheeler for this year, so we got that covered. Okay. Um, doesn't matter whether or not it's there or not. Um, yeah, we got this, so we'll, uh, we'll make sure uh, we take care of Mr. Heberling's ride as best we can. Indeed. Oh, yes, Detroit style. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> so we're going to put it on blocks, steal all the tires? I just thought about that. We- <laughs> That's what I was going for. I know he doesn't listen to the show either. No. I wonder if anyone he knows does. He's got an Outlander, right? Yeah. We got to find out what size uh, socket set it is or make sure we got a half-inch drive socket set with us. I'm sure we can come up with something. I'll throw the blocks in tomorrow night from the farm. Find something on Google it or whatever. That'll be better. Just leave it right where it was and just put it up on blocks. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to expect it to be moved. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he will. Hey, Nick, you got that uh, impact. You never got a true impact impact, did you? Cordless. No. Hmm. But, you know, I carry a 24-inch breaker bar and a full half-inch socket set in my truck. 
I was thinking the speed of putting it back on, but uh, yeah, the brake bar on that. We'll have to borrow that from you. I think they're only only four bolt hubs. It won't take that long. No, no, no. We just got to make sure we got a extension for the rears. Yeah. Or no. They aren't back set that far. No, they're not off. They're not back set at all. They're actually same front to back. So we're good there. So (laughs) (laughs) I know Charlie Caposo listens to the show. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, if you're listening, I'll send you a text to make sure. Uh, we need least two concrete blocks and maybe some two by four shims. So if you can throw them in the hauler, we'd appreciate it. If not, I will bring up backup supplies. Um, I always have a small jack in my truck, so makes yeah. it, or we can lift it. We know we'll probably just lift it because we're drunk idiots and yeah. There's usually about ten of us involved in this. So. <laughs> oh, actually, last year we got it up on the sled with I think only three or four people. There was you, me, Nick, and Charlie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wait, wait. The, the names are supposed to have been changed to protect the, the guilty. Once again, the people who don't who are involved with that, does, well, the owner's never going to listen to the show because he no. does just good enough to turn on and off the computer. <laughs> so, uh, cool. We got Shiawassee prep all done. Um, I got some stuff to talk to you when we go on our break about that because i think i remembered something so with that let's go to birthdays we're not going to spend a ton of time we're just going to read through them as quick as we can because well the list is getting long <sighs> i don't like many of these people not no i'm just kidding especially that one well, you know that one yeah i'm pretty sure i know you oh mean. him yep so i'll do my list well actually we're just gonna have to do it like we normally do it just because we didn't sit down write down a list so uh today uh chad speedy uh Grand National uh, four-wheel drive puller, uh, turning 41. Charles Pelletier from uh, Quebec, pro, NTPA Pro Stock, puller 50. Yep. Uh, Friday, Ace Roseburg pulls with OTTPA, uh, limited pro stock. Uh, their version of limited pro stock, not our 401 class or 25. His birthday, so happy birthday to him. Oh, also for tomorrow, I forgot Scott Adams in New York, uh, 35. Okay. Uh, also for Friday, Steve Francis turning 55 of the Deer Processor crew. Yep. So happy birthday. Uh, anybody else for Friday for you? Nope. Saturday, John Helm and Antique Puller with uh, Ontario, or not Ontario, Ohio State Antique Tractor Pulling Association. He's turning 41. Happy birthday to him. Matt McNall is 20. Uh, the Green Sunday. Energy John Deere Super Farm team. You got anybody else? Sunday. Sunday, 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 Chad Schultz, uh, Hillbilly Heaven, uh, 2.5 puller with thumb tractor pullers turning 39. Happy birthday, Chad. That's it for Sunday. Monday. That guy. Jake Huffman turning 20 years old. Happy birthday to him. Um, that's all I got, so I guess we got. Oh, we, we can skip it. No, let's skip it. Skip it. We'll catch him at the end. Okay. Tuesday, Shelby Walshens of uh, the inbred inline pulling team, uh, the better looking component of that pulling team. Uh, don't worry, honey. I noticed you didn't have your age written down there, and I do know what that is, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention over the microphone because I know you guys actually listen to the show. So, happy birthday to you, dear. Uh, also, we're on Tuesday, right? Yes. Yeah, I've got, well, it, it's Rod, Karen, Allen. I'm going to assume that this is Rod, not Karen, because there's no way she's turning 53. No. Uh, next one I have is next Wednesday, and though 
she is a puller. She is. But she's more known for her singing. And actually, I'll let you wish his that birthday. You guys go so far back yeah, at Armada. Probably one of the... Actually, you guys both missed Armada this year, so you did not yeah. miss out on your photos. So Good. Uh, yeah, I'm a kind of bro. It's her birthday on Wednesday, so happy birthday to her. Once again, we know how old she is, but we're not going to give that. We're not going to say. Her, so, Sweetheart and a half, love you to death. Happy birthday, McKenna. And also Wednesday, the man from What's Smoking Production... Mr. Clint Tucker turning 44. Happy birthday to you, sir. And the last one for that day is a uh, former TCPA V8 hot rod puller. Ken Koraleski is 61. That one's still surprising me. Yeah. Thought he, yeah. I don't know. You look at Ken, you figure he's younger, but then again. Oh, we got that asshole we got to cover at the end here. Yeah. <clears throat> one of our own. Yep. And that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> You even have this one on your phone. You should have checked. If I, if it's on my phone, it's on one of yours. Yeah, it's that bozo. You're going to have to narrow that down drastically if the, you're talking about the sidetrack crew. The oldest member of the sidetrack crew. Oh, that bozo. And he's getting older. Oh, dear Lord. And he plays with pigs and horses. <sighs> Hopefully not at the same time, because that's just even weirder. Well... Man. Yeah, we're not surprised. You gotta, He's from Burville. You gotta, <laughs> if you're gonna make bacon, you can somehow gotta glue the bag back together. <laughs> <laughs> so the leader of the Drob Funny Farm, Nathan Drob. What is he? 40, 41, 47, 49, 50? Uh God, is he the big four all? I think he is. I think so. Let's see. Is he did he put it on his Facebook? No, he didn't. I think yeah, I think it is forty. Problem is, I can't message Becky because him and Becky are high school sweethearts. I think they might have graduated together. I believe so, yeah. I don't want her to smack me next time I see her. I don't think B's capable of being mean to anyone. You haven't seen her completely liquored up then. Oh, yes, yes! I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I, I gotta love Beck. Why doesn't she come on and do the show instead of drop? Because she would be oh, awesome. She's a ball of fire. That would oh be, my God, that'd be one hell of hilarious. a show. Oh, she's hilarious. So, happy birthday, Drop. Maybe we'll have a burning ring of something here for uh, your birthday when we record next week. I think I'm sure we can light a brown bag on fire or something for him. Maybe put it in his passenger seat. Of course. Where else do you put it? So uh, that's it for birthdays. AP sidetrack with AP at sidetrack uh, productions now, or just side? Uh, it's still pulling. It's still pulling. Okay, I know you got like thirty million web names out there that I know we haven't had linked up yet. So yeah, that one. And then uh, sidetrack Armstead and Post probably the easiest way to get a hold of us on Facebook. Uh, next up, as always, obituaries, and unfortunately, we do have one for this week. Yep. Uh... Everyone's saddened to hear the at the loss of uh, Randy Hinton, um, most known for competing with the Stray Horse, the five millionth paint job, ten sixty six diesel super. Um, never personally knew knew him or was introduced, but I did get to see him pull. Uh, usually, at the most of the time when I would see him would be at the National Farm Machinery Show. This would have been back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, last time I got to see him uh, make some laps and. Uh, there's some, there's actually a tractor in this this part of the country that uh, came from him originally. 
the the deer processor Steve Francis, which was Preparation H, that was sold to Tom Harmon from from Hinton. So oh okay, I didn't local connection to them. What was that? Uh, Squandermania. Squandermania, but yeah, what Tom originally called it when it first got here. Yep. Yep. So with that, uh, once again, you got to know a bit, get a hold of us. You just heard the note where to get a hold of us. Like I said, sidetrack the Armstead Post is the best way to do that. Uh, with that, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of nothingness we call sidetrack. So make sure you give our uh, commercials a listen to. I know they're absolutely great, and we have to update you on a competitor of our one of our... Uh, Sponsors uh, our, our, that we are very concerned with that is actually located on the west side of the state. So we'll fill you in here uh, while we're on break with that one. It's uh, Radio for One. Yep. It's uh, it's concerning. Very concerning. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. And we're back with Sidetrack, the Armstead Posh, and Meyer, of course. And uh, back with us again this week, uh, the gentleman who showed us such great hospitality this weekend and uh, welcoming Nick and I out to his house and to the amazing event he put on, Mr. Jason Schultz of Beer Money Pulling Team. How are you doing tonight, sir? Still a little tired from the weekend, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, it was a, it takes a lot to put on an event, like, as you guys know, and... Uh... It wears you out a little bit. I'm 40 years old now, and I think every year it's going to get harder and harder to recover. And I didn't even get a run party. No, just you from didn't. all the running. So I think I put I'm going to put a pedometer on one of these years and see how many miles I, I think you'll back scare and forth yourself. up and down that track. I think you'll scare yourself. I mean, every time we turn around, you were nose to the ground, just running one place or another, hustling. And no, it was a great event. I mean, what, how do you, how do you guys look at numbers? I know you don't have everything finalized, but what do we get for hooks? Uh, this weekend so on the big sled we had 105 vehicles registered and then that doesn't count the shootout class you know that doesn't count the second hook for the shootouts or any of the exhibition hooks at all like the legend pullers you know the semis uh, the super farm that hooked you know uh, the light limited that hooked um you know so, and there was so 130 garden trappers each of them hooked twice the mini rods, I don't know, Nick, did you announce the mini rods? I can't remember if you I, or Drew did. Um, had, well, it was, everything was kind of a collaborative effort up there, but uh, I did most of them. I couldn't tracks, tell you how many there were. The one I know when the mini rods hooked, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it was at that time, it was just balls to the wall, as we all know. Um, so, you know, it was, I would say, I think we had 100, I kind of did the math, I think we had 187 hooks to the big sled. I know that we had been two, 260 garden tractors went down the track. And I would say the mini rods usually have about 30 or 40 total hooks, and they all hooked twice. So I figure they had 60 to 80 hooks. 
So we did all that uh, between 11 a.m. and 9.21 p.m. I think we were done, if that sounds about right. I so. don't know. It turned into a blur the last hour and a half, and it yeah. was autopilot. Well, that might have something to do with the 230 packs of Budweiser, but I don't know. Don't, don't I... judge me. <laughs> That's one thing we don't get around here. We can't even get 30 packs oh, of Bud here. Oh, they were just cases. We didn't get the 30 oh, pack. Okay. The rare 30 well, packs. Well, those were 30 packs? We don't know. Those okay. weren't. Those were cases. That's what we're used okay, to. Okay, the Bush Light the Bush 30 packs then. Correct. Right? Dirty 30 for okay. Bush and... Uh, Actually, you get out to Western New York, when we went out there, you can actually get 30 packs of Bud Light and Budweiser also, and it just amazed us because it stepped okay. up our drinking game. <laughs> Any coincidence that I collapsed bit. after that trip? <laughs> if we, you know what? You, if you collapsed after that trip, you would have been dead after this one because Nick and I, we, we drank quite a bit. My Jack Liver Light finally flickered today. <laughs> Finally. No, you guys did a great job. We had tons of compliments on you guys and how entertaining you were. You know what? And Andrew, everybody loved how you came out of the announcer stand when the monster trucks came out there and uh, how you, you know, you're interacting. And then we interviewed the legend pullers and um, you just kept that show moving all day long, you know, and you know, you really, you really, you know, Nick didn't do a lot. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh, I got to hammer on Nick a little bit because he can't punch me. We're, we're like two states away right now. No, no, <laughs> no we got great. we got to work on Nick. He's uh, just getting into the announcing world, and you know Dude, he, he filled he the gap. Job. He you was know? a good color guy. You were the main guy, Nick. I'm just picking on you. <laughs> I, I take together. I don't take worry. No I, I pick. I, I'm gonna ride him pretty hard on some stuff, but at the day of, I really didn't get a chance. And actually, what frustrated me is I don't know why it didn't click till we got to the time trials where I actually, you know, somebody had to be down on track you know, just for accurate times, it, why it didn't click to me to go down earlier. But then again, that was my first time doing monster trucks. And I'll tell you what, it's a thrill. It's, it's an adrenaline rush doing them, but God, is it ever hard on the voice? I mean, I know you've done a few, I know you did some with live a little this year and it's just yeah, the energy, the screaming into the microphone to keep the crowd involved, man, well, it takes it right out of you. That's why I had the trackside announcers, but you never even gave them a chance to announce. So you just kept going. And I looked at Ryan and Chris, and he's like, Andrew's got it. You just kept yakking. And we're like, he's got it. We'll just let him go. <laughs> it is no coincidence that I have this drop. My God, do you ever stop talking? <laughs> See, no, he just goes and goes and goes. I actually had to go down in front of the announcer stand, like, in multiple times, just kind of wave at you, you know, because I. You did a really good job, though, of, like, letting people know what's going on. I mean, we worked really well together. I mean, you that's what's nice about working with an announcer that has announced polls before and, and you know, has, has polled before and knows what has to happen, you know, keeping the pollers moving and stuff like that. I mean, to get that many hooks through, you know, basically with one big sled. We didn't bring the second big sled out to the very end. And no, that, we that didn't. That made me extremely happy. So. Yeah, no, I mean, Charles, you, you were the one who really got me started in polling and really helped me uh... – set my teeth into how to set the cadence and all that. And it, it was early on in my announcing career. I realized, you know what? Yeah. We're going to get sidetracked here to a little announcer commentary. Cause I think it's something needs to be visited again. Cause I've been talking with Kenny Eggleston about it, but it's the announcer that sets the pace and sets the cadence that everybody else follows. You know, Charles, I know yeah, you know can, more on me than that. Yeah. We've definitely learned that over time that uh, you really do drive the action. And, and when, when, when it comes time to actually name names through a mic, people start jumping if that's what it takes to get things moving. So, it, yeah, you do yep. you can control an event. Yep. 
No, I actually, I'm not afraid to do it. You know, I've never been afraid to take over from the from the announcer stand, and people um, will end up. You know, then you get the people thinking you're supposed to run the event from announcer stand. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not my job. I'm just supposed to, you know, keep things moving. So yeah, we run good. we run into that too. We could we we'll get people coming up and asking us tech questions and wanting us to decide. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? I can't think of the guy's name offhand. It bugs me because he just said me on Facebook, the butcher. Uh, uh, what oh, is Jeff Gawley. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Charles, you missed out on a feast. <laughs> Nick's still licking <laughs> oh, his fingers. Oh, he made smoked ribs and uh, pork loin and brought it up to us. And he brought barbecue sauce with it. And I didn't realize till I was probably two, because he brought little slider buns, two or three little pork sandwiches in about price three ribs that there's barbecue sauce you didn't need it they were cold and he goes you want me to warm up i'm like no it's just oh amazing he's uh what out of iowa if i remember right yeah down cambridge is a little town um he's down by des moines basically um five dollars from richmond center he started our may event and our october event are non-sanctioned polls um i just what i do is like i grab classes and then i'll say all right we're going to run ntpa rules we're going to run ppl rules we're going to run uh, Southwest rules, whatever, you know, whatever group I decide that we're going to run rules from. And then I just, I'll grab a, a puller from that association. They are, you take that class for me. And Jeff has always, I've always supported that 485 open stock class for him because he's been coming up since 2009 and supporting our May and October events. And, um, you know, he's just been a good dude. He comes up on Friday. He mowed grass for me on Friday. Uh, you know, one over in one of the parking lots and was smoothing out mud mud holes for me. Just, you know, he's just a good dude. He brings up like 15 people with him. You know, they all pay for wristbands. They're just, they're good people. So I always make sure I have his class. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It was a great class, Charles. I know you didn't get to see it. Very similar are Pro Street pickups. They have to have the Undersawn exhaust, but they do have um, stiffened suspension. They're not a full floating suspension. And uh, great class DOT tires, you know. And uh, I was really surprised at the number of hooks pullers we had in that class. Actually, the truck class is really dominating the action between 3036, um, the 485, five, and the 530s. The 530, the 485s. Yeah, it, yep. it was really cool, the action, and some great pullers out there. And we got a couple of them on breakage, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it we was... got two 36 trucks with the bar tires right away. Yeah, and then I know we got some back of the, back, the street yeah. classes. It was funny listening to you. There's a video, um, there's a video on YouTube that Brandon put up, or us on our on our Facebook page. It's funny listening to you. I've heard that noise before. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, Andrew's heard that break before. I, I I've gotten the flack about you know what I did with the street legal class because I t- tend I to ride ride them it. ride the street legal class. Charles, you and I both oh, do this. We, we, we ride them we hard. We pound on those but guys. We, we also you know. Several times, I know I did it throughout the night, you know, say, hey, listen, these guys have some big cojones come out with their daily drivers. But, you know, you, yep. you, you get the guys with the Duramaxes who don't have the heavy tie rods and bend tie rods, or you get guys in their Superman cape and take get bounce and take out a drive mm-hmm. shaft, you know. And I, I give them a hard time. It's, you know what, it's fun. And you have at to, that point in the night, it was that's dead. Part of, and actually, that's just as popular as, as a big class is. And I purposely drew when I picked the classes for rally. I always go heavy on trucks, knowing that I'm going to interrupt farming. Um, yeah. That's just that's the nature of typically tractor pullers uh, tend to be more agricultural based, where truck pullers are not. Uh, it just seems to be, and I always go a little heavier on uh, uh, truck pulling in the fall. And that's why you saw the numbers that you did see. You know what I mean? 
And yeah. I just kind of learned over time. You know what I mean? I mean, so. absolutely. We had 10 states represented off the top of my head that I can remember that night. And don't ask me yep. why I remember that number. I couldn't tell you who won a particular class because, well, my mind shot. The only pull that really stands out to me is uh, Roger Salco with uh, his run with his deer. And, uh, man, that was an expensive yeah, Roger, hook yeah, for Roger him. Roger Scalzo. Scalzo, he's actually, sorry. He's getting it fixed to go down to that pole in Tennessee yes. for that benefit. I don't know. Is it Fred or something? I don't yes, I haven't caught Fred. it. It's all yeah. over Facebook, guys, but yep. I haven't had a chance to really dig into it yet. Yep. Yeah, for the, Drew, Drew Rice pole. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, okay. Charles, I don't know if – I'm sure the video is up on uh, – your money pulling team, but uh, the guy actually bent his frame rails on his pass. Yeah, and uh, what was it? I think it was uh, um, I don't that know if it was you final, or so he was at 9,000 pounds, Drew. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if it was here, you, you know, so or I think uh, the front end weight hurt him, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it was Not you or it. Ryan who talked to him and said he already had ordered, or it might have been Chris had already said that. He already had frame rails ordered, and they'd be there, and he was going to wrench all week to be down there for Fred. So, gotta love the dedication of the pullers coming up and uh, putting on a good show. I mean, thank you again from Nick and I for the hospitality. I mean, the best part of the whole weekend for me was the fact we got bunked in the same hotel as the Legends pullers, Joel Ratchy, Mike Ott, Kevin Dick, and uh, Rick Pilner. Rick Pilner, yep. And it was... Sitting there in a honkers bar Saturday night and uh, just listening to the stories and talking. And it was that was the highlight of the weekend for me is just listening to them stories from back of the good old days of pulling. And uh, of course, for me, actually getting to see some of these legends tractors run. Well, it made me proud to see your baseball profile picture, you know, sitting in the city selector. That made me very happy. And, well, um, it's pretty cool to have Mike Ott pull at Richland Center. You know, the, the oh, thing, I know he's not the big blue shirt anymore, but he was for 10 years. You know what I mean? So Actually, I Rick Pildner messaged me on Facebook the other day, or yesterday. Him and his wife added me, and I had already cool. had the City Slicker picture up. And he goes, great meeting you. Had a great time hanging out with you. And uh, that was the ugliest that tractor's ever looked. <laughs> 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 that's just because they didn't that's see the cool. picture of me in it yeah they haven't seen the picture of nick in it yet and what was yeah. funny is then about nine o'clock last night i was getting ready to crawl into bed to go to sleep trying to still recover from this weekend and uh rick calls me up just to reinforce the fact that yeah that was the ugliest that tractors ever looked and then asked me how <laughs> i ended up with such a good looking son and a beautiful wife when I look like myself, I go, man, can you feel the love? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, if he knows you well enough. Right? So, well, Jason, we appreciate you coming on. I know we'll be talking with you. I do believe next time, Beer Money, we're going to see you guys out. We'll be uh, Gordyville. Uh, Gordyville. Gordyville, right? Yep. I know. Uh, so, um... My I booked my rooms last night. Uh, I know Charles yep. working on his. Yep, I'm gonna get mine set up. And uh, maybe on, we'll drag uh, my plan room on, with us. You know, plan on me. We'll pick you up at your hotel. You can ride in the beer money shuttle bus back to your hotel. We'll do some steak and shake at three o'clock in the morning and have a good time. So. Well, we'll see how that goes. I've got my old man with me and see if we can keep him up that long. But I'm all for it. So. Yep. No, that's fine. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure. We can always. We, we can ship it back separate. early. So. <laughs> so thank you, Jason Schultz. We'll be talking with you soon, buddy. And uh, 
once again. Hey, uh, right now, right down uh, May 13th for uh, for next year. For Mayhem? All right. I yep. see Meyer hopping on that. So I'm looking forward to getting out there for Mayhem Fest. And uh, uh, once again, you want to follow Jason Schultz? Pretty easy. He is all over social media. I mean, you guys have Instagram. You guys have Twitter. You guys have Snapchat. I mean, Facebook, of course, where you guys really made it big. Beer Money Pulling Team, they're everywhere. YouTube sensation. Uh, Monday nights, what is it? 8 o'clock, I think, is when I tuned in last uh, Yeah, night? 8 o'clock your time, 7 yep. o'clock our time. So, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Uh, Let's Grow Pulling, Jason Schultz and Ryan and Brian. I know I was listening in last night. My wife's poking me going, will you turn that off so I can go to sleep? I go, nope, I'm listening to these idiots all night because I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, congrats, uh, congrats on uh, getting a gig already. Uh, Platte City, Missouri, they have 7,500 fans at that poll. And it's a Western Series PPL poll. Well, so that's a big-time poll. Not and, only did uh, I get that, to... I also got the mud bog the Thursday yep. before. So thank you for that and introducing told, me to Jason uh, I told Hill. That Jason, was awesome. I told Jason to let you do that because I, I said, dude, get him down there a day early. And he's like, well, I think he works. I said, no, nah, he doesn't. He'll, I said, trust me, Drew will come down there. And I'm working on trying to get you down there uh, to work, announce with me in Mountain City, Missouri. So I'm working on that as well. That way you and I can work together down there. for the, They have Champions Tour and uh, and uh, Western Series. I'm trying to get you and I to work on that two tracks together. That'd be fun. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. That's the only bummer out of this weekend is I didn't get to get on mic with you. Actually, I, I really haven't got a chance to hear you announce our bits and pieces that you can gleam on uh, YouTube when uh, – a tractor's getting ready to launch at the end of the run because for some reason when people record tractor pulls, they don't leave the announcer's story in it or anything like that. So it's hard to catch any clips of yourself and how you sound well, on mic. I mean, after, I think we're the best after part. After hearing you announce, we have we have very, very same styles. We both uh, we both talk too much, and we never stop talking, but it's a good thing. So it's Perfect. All Perfect. So once again, tell Doc and the whole crew I said hi. I will. And uh, Gaffney, can't forget him. God, that guy does more for you than I. He's a stud. He's a stud. Oh, he's awesome. So, well, Jason Schultz, thank you again for coming on Sidetracked with us, and we'll uh, talk to you later, buddy. Bye, Nick. Bye, Charles. See you guys. See ya. Catch you later. Wow. That was a good event. I want to go back, like, right now. That, 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 That was a lot of fun. Uh, one thing I didn't get a chance to mention during our interview it, that I was the most impressed with the entire event was his volunteer crew. Yeah, I, we should have hit on that. I, I'll I tell have you what, never oh seen my God. You mentioned that, yeah. an event half that size run that smoothly and that many people just willing and ready to do whatever needs to be done. And it, it was uh, the volunteer force was impressive. All day. You know, twelve hours straight day for volunteers is not, a lot. Yeah, and just, I don't know if they had shifts come through or what, just because while well, we were stuck up the, in the booth, but the, it was it was impressive. Both the number and the quality of the volunteers was uh, unbelievable. You never saw anybody off goofing around or bullshitting or not doing their job. Everybody was on task, trying to make sure the event looked the best. And that, you know, if you got to get out to Richland Center just to see the polling out there. I know when I went to Gordyville for the first time two years ago, I met a bunch, like I've said this story before, I met a bunch of people from Wisconsin. And I got to learn about pulling in Wisconsin. A buddy of mine from uh, Boaz, um, Kevin, you remember Kevin? Mm-hmm. He pulls asphalt out there, transfer sled yeah. asphalt. 
And I thought, like, oh, that's cool. You know, I want to get out there and see that. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see Kevin while I was out there. But, uh, you know, I picked. You know, I'm like, I got to pick a town to go to a poll in Wisconsin. I go, well, everybody picks Toma. Toma's not going to be a good representation of what exactly polling is in Wisconsin. Not at the grassroots level, no. No. And that's what you and I, we've talked about many times. That's where we're at now. We enjoy the bigger stuff, but where we're finding our jive and our connection with polling is at that grassroots level. Yeah. And Richland Center was the name of the town I picked out. I mean, hell, you were there when I said, I'm going to Richland Center. And first time I told my wife, I'm going, yeah, I'm going to Rich- I want to go to Richland Center, Wisconsin. She goes, I've never been to Minnesota. I go, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? She goes, isn't Wisconsin in Minnesota? And if you know my wife, she is an educator by trade. Just not geography. Oh, no. No. Major in elementary education with two minors in math and social studies. Yeah. Uh wasn't her brightest moment but uh no it was great to get up there and it's a small town i mean it's what do you say nick about the size of marysville uh it was I, as we pulled in the population was 5200 so half the size of marysville <laughs> but uh, as far as dimensions around the town probably mary st Clair more st Clair. yeah it reminded me a lot of st Clair. you know just you know it, it, beautiful little town beautiful little town but uh just two major state roads intersect, and here you got a town. And uh, we pull in the fairgrounds, and we're like, not going to lie, I kind of expected something a little bigger and a little more glamorous. And it, you know what? The glamour isn't the fairgrounds. It's on the track. It's what goes on at and, the facility. And the, and and the fan base. And the, yeah, no. I know. Nick, you, you've talked. I, you know, normally I can leave a poll, and I'll have one or two bitches. You know, there's always something just... Ah, the sound system sucked, or, you know, it really had a bad delay, you know. And we know that shit happens, but it does. this is one pull, and it could be the first time Glamour, but I really don't think it is, because we've been around enough. I had no complaints, other than I couldn't get around and see everything. Yeah, Too much. I was stuck in a booth. I, 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 yeah, no, but... you could make it around to see everything, just we were stuck in a booth. We yeah, couldn't. Yeah, that was my biggest complaint. I never got to see the dino run. I never got to see any of the mud events. We the... could see the dino from the, you know, through the one corner of the booth. Yep. You know, we could see the dinos. You could see Way the, in the distance. Drag, the grass drag zip across, but we couldn't see the mud bogs. And I really wanted to go see some of the events, but you're there to work. Right. But, I mean, it, they weren't spread out so far you couldn't walk to them. You know, everything was compact, but there was enough space where the mud bogs weren't disturbing the pools. Everybody had their the... thing. and It was well laid out, well run. It was Sound it was systems impressive. aren't bleeding over each other no, and all that stuff. No, not one bit. It was it, for a redneck rally. Is it, It's actually, you could call this one mayhem too, just because of everything you got going on. Just everything had its place. And the team that Jason has assembled, they handle their own thing, and they're not constantly coming and bugging him like we've gotten used to with some events. This one guy always ends up having to make all the decisions. Oh, yeah. Nope, this guy handles this, this guy handles this, this guy handles this. And it was <laughs> out of this world. So with that, we're going to take a break here. I need nicotine, and I'm backed up on beer. I've been talking too much again. So you're going to have to talk this next round. Okay. So, with that, this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia. Photography, videography, live event productions, 
and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetrack with Armstead and Post here on the Pulling Radio Network. Wait, who who's on the microphone? I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's It, it sounds familiar. I know that sounds. Now that sounds real familiar. <laughs> I heard a lot of them this weekend. You know it's bad when Jason Schultz on his own show goes, because I commented on something via their chat as I was listening on uh, Monday. He goes, I've never seen anybody who can drink as much Budweiser as Andrew. I go for a polling team called Beer Money. That's kind of pathetic. (laughs) Sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah. (coughs) Powered by Bud Light. That explains it all right there. (laughs) They really like their water in Wisconsin, I guess. Pond water. Yeah. I don't know. They, they, they seem to be more about the bush light out there. Yeah. Oh, God. But that's part of their sponsorship, too, I guess. So Is it okay? Well, yeah. And has their bush. I've heard that brand before. I think I'm a gold, gold or platinum member uh, uh, owner in that one. Just due to sheer consumption. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be some sort of shareholder at the amount we go through. Sales of Bud well, Budweiser have spiked significantly since the beginning of January. <laughs> what have you got in your four hundred one k? Budweiser. <laughs> what else? Just no, just Budweiser. <laughs> I'm all in. Or <laughs> well, I had some, but I drank it. Oh. And what's else is weird when we go out there is uh, no deposit on anything. Nick and I are going, what do we, what do, we do with our cans? <laughs> Throw them. That is what we ended up doing. Yes. We actually behaved. We didn't tear up the hotel room like some people do down in Gordyville. So. And for those of you who do that, thanks for wrecking it for the rest of us, asshole. Although we, did, although we did it, oh, did I say that <laughs> although that may have had as much to do with the uh, bar owner buying us a couple drinks. Yeah, that was or, great. Sorry, the hotel owner, who was also the, the bar, bar owner, owner yeah. buying us a few drinks. That's you know, a good hotel. You, you really didn't yeah. want to trash Honker. the guy's place at all. It was cool. He was cool, dude. Cool, dude. Had a little goof up, and he took care of us and bought, gave us beer because we were having issues with our room, and then... He goes, well, I'm buying the bar around, so you guys might as well have another. And we're like, oh, okay. Thank you. All in all, it was a pretty yeah. terrible experience. Yeah, it was rough. I don't think I'm going to go back there till May. <laughs> Absolutely awful. You know, you just adjust your microphone. Now when you go and move it back, since when you no longer have your feet up, you're going to go, where's my microphone so funny? I can't get to it. What's going on with this piece of shit? No, I'll know exactly what's going on with it. Once you realize. Well, yeah. <laughs> you missed out on that last week. He's freaking out before the show because his microphone sounded like crap. And he's like, oh, that's right. He had it tilted like that. Oh, I gotcha, yeah. <laughs> Sit and kick back, and when you started the show, he was all prim and proper and sober. And... <laughs> Talking into the side of it. and Yep. So, well, not, not that I've never done that in here. 
Actually, I'm normally one pretty close to making sure on that stuff because I'm paranoid. I already sound bad enough. I don't need to sound worse. Well, you've got the worst like you've f- got the worst seat for sitting back in the house, too. I do. My knees are always jammed up against this. I won't have that problem next week when the five bozos converge. Oh dear lord. Everybody's worried about clowns, you know, across the US. We're worried about five clowns in one building and there's no makeup. They're, they're just naturally that hideous looking. Yeah. Except for Pretty Boy here, I mean, look at hair all done up nice. And well, somebody's got to give us a little sex appeal, I guess. It's Ugh, pretty sad. I'm, That's the best we can do, but, you know. I'm here to serve. What it is is Tanya's here, so he's trying to make sure he looks good. <laughs> I got that sewn up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, poor poor girl, poor guy. I, I, I don't know where you're... You guys are both just screwed. She was going to sit in here and listen to this, and she's stuck in that other room doing algebra homework with my daughter. That's a good woman right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she hasn't brought us a single beer yet. Yeah, well, she's too highly paid for intern status. True. Damn government employees. But who doesn't like a (laughs) (laughs) go-getter? Everybody likes a go-getter. So, Charles, I know you had some stuff you wanted to throw. Ooh. That looked expensive. Yeah, that was a pretty, pretty impressive clutch disintegration. Anyway. Yeah, we're a bunch of squirrels. So, I know you missed it. Just seeing what you had there. We'll get a sidetrack for a minute there. Redline, I know you got some material you're ready to talk about, and I have a feeling it involves going really, 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 really fast. Yeah, we'll we'll say that for the next Red Line show, but yeah, we, there's been some... Uh... Oh, we give teasers on this show, did you not? Oh, yeah. I know it's been a long time since you've been here, but... Been some uh, been some things going on there in, in the land of World Land Speed Racing, including a certain team that I got the chance to meet. Have had a little uh, unfortunate incident, but... I heard about that. That was a bummer, I know. I'm impressed that the thing didn't turn over. Uh, blowing a front right front tire out at 400 plus miles per hour, and the car had never rolled. And uh, that reminds me, you've got my uh, world's fastest Indian yet. Oh, do I? Yeah. Crap, I've had that forever, haven't I? Yeah, I kind of like to see it back because after listening to you talk about Vescos, I want to watch that because yeah. Anthony Hopkins is amazing in that movie. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. I got a. F- I don't have to find it. I think it's buried in a box. If not, I'll just buy an art copy. It's cheap. I'll get you one. Uh, I got it. Consider it a birthday gift. Fe- February, right? Your birthday. Yeah. See, I'm not doing too bad. Don't ask me what fucking date. Uh, Nick, you're going to have to mark that one. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let it go. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think we're at that point with this show. All right. <laughs> we'll do viewer discretion is advised and all that. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> you know what? By now, they should know better than this. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey at, le- at least it's not viewer excretion. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> on that note, good evening. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on the Pulling Radio Network. For now, until they kick us out for that whole escapade. I mean, there's some things we don't get into, and shit is one of them. <laughs> now we're just full of that. No kidding. He thought you'd think I'd run out. And one thing I did get to tell Jason is, you know, he goes, "You never quit talking." I go, "Yeah." For years, my parents have tried to get me shut up. Now I get paid never to shut up, so <laughs> it works out quite well for me. But you got some material you want to hit. I know I'm looking for the techie bit. 
we're going to bring here to sidetrack tonight because we haven't done a good techie bit. We've done a little bit other than hookers and blow, which will be coming back shortly. But since really the first episode, we ever really highlighted a technology other than Carl coming on with his free valve technology. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, this is something that uh, came up in light of the discussion about super stock diesel and what to do as far as trying to limit them and and come away with uh, something that's going to be palatable to everybody. The restrictor plate idea got kind of shut down. And um, th there's other things that can be done. Uh, we'll see how that goes come 2017. But uh, Actually, uh, restrictor plate's tabled to 2018. Or 2018, excuse me, yep. yeah. Um, but in in the in that there was a, a tech piece that was highlighted by somebody on pulloff.com there was an article from the Society of Automotive Engineers on a new design for a diesel fuel injector one that is basically self-contained self-pressurizing it doesn't require a fuel pump and i thought this was pretty interesting details on it aren't uh, particularly forthcoming only because i i think they're still in the development phase on this uh, over it's actually a European group that's that's working on this and they've got patent filings and whatnot that they're working on so we don't understand completely how every aspect of it's going to work but basically the injector serves as its own fuel pump in addition to being the injector and it's fired by what ostensibly looks like a valve that reacts against cylinder pressure um, as a piston's on its way up um, it'll it'll push this piston that pressurizes the fuel and then turns around and, and injects it back into the motor. But the, the where it ties in with uh, diesel super stocks appears to be in terms of cylinder pressure itself, because that's the thing that's making these blocks fail and, and blowing things apart. It has less uh, cylinder pressure rise because of the way the injection event is managed. So you don't get that extremely high, um, you know, you, some of these guys are running mid 30s degrees before top dead center injection events in these diesel engines uh, with intake pressures that are already boosted in the neighborhood of 300 psi uh, that's a lot of force to try and contain uh, this type of injector right now it's being billed as something that's more fuel efficient but is there a way to, to pair this in a way that's going to work for motorsports and and the other key to it seems to be the actual nozzle itself instead of you know the the standard four five six seven hole that we're used to in a uh in a in a v-shaped spray pattern uh this one is able to atomize fuel at a much smaller scale and have 150 plus actual you know uh delivery nozzles that can orifices. be orifices can be timed out however you want <laughs> really nick that's we have the giant man. <laughs> The thing that you the can thing tell is, who has been laid the most here, right? <laughs> the thing that's curious for me though is, you know, they're, they're talking about that many different orifices in in the actual injector nozzle, but how how much real estate is this thing going to take up? Because you still got to get air in and air out. You know, the, the the injectors we're used to don't take up a lot of room in the in the cylinder head top. How much is this one going to take? Because it needs that cylinder pressure to drive it. Basically, you're you're looking at eating up real estate with a a third and or fifth valve piece in there. Well, what interested me with this is I've heard about this actually a little while a little while ago when we when I started hearing a little bit more about injector technology and things like that, and going to that clean diesel movement was actually getting above the. Twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar pop-off 
range we've been in for so many years. Yeah. And actually getting up into six-digit pressures coming out of the injector. Yeah. I think 160, 170 was what I was getting, hearing getting thrown around, which comes into play with them much more, you know, smaller but more plentiful orifices on the nozzle. But the fact they're able to get that fuel to atomize better because of it at that higher pressure, you're able to clean out that cylinder and make it run better. You're not going to get the black smoke we've had, we've seen for years. And that intrigued me in itself is how much, you know, yes, you have the water ejection coming to play in a super sock, super farm, any of your diesel tractor classes. How much is it of soot residue in that being washed away by the water in the quenching process of the cylinder? And how much of it is just raw excess fuel that they're not able to completely burn because there's just not enough time. Right. And that's where I thought this technology was really cool is just in the fact you're able to get a more complete burn and we'll be able to go from a two gallon of 300 foot pass down to maybe a gallon of 300 foot pass because you're able to cut that fuel back and still supply the same amount of burn to it. Yeah, it's, it seems like in, intrinsic to this design is the fact that it's infinitely variable and self-adjusting. So you're never, even you know, with the mechanical fuel pumps that we run today, you're never over that constant overfueled situation. The cylinder is always, always adjusting itself, tuning within its own window in a constant real-time way. You're already sitting there right at stoichiometric. Yeah, you're right there. So it's interesting from from an economy standpoint. Is there an application within motorsports? I don't know. There might be, um, especially if it's able to have that constant self-adjusting characteristic to it and, and not, uh, not over-pressurize a cylinder during that combustion event. Maybe we can make some stuff live. Make it live, and you know what? Let's go out on a limb here. Let's go 20 years down the road. Free valve technology. Carl Cross has been touting is out there now. What horsepower numbers can we get? I don't know. Yeah. it's Where you can infinitely vary your timing, and you can pulse a valve if you want. You know, six, 7,000 horse out of an open super stock visible out there? Might be possible, yeah. They have that camless technology. and It's a scary thought. It really is. It's there. It's just somebody's got to do the development work to to create the parameters for it. But it's there. It's on the table. The technology's there. It's been tried. Uh, it's just never been put in this sort of an application. So it might be it might be something that actually pushes the horsepower race a little bit further, but also gives some longevity. That would be the nice part, you know. Get the guys, get them got the guys some life. I mean, wasn't that long ago? A hundred runs on a motor was considered awesome and. Now you got guys eight runs on a motor. They're pulling them off just like a, you know, just like a NHRA uh, top dealer. Yeah. yeah, it's gotten to that point. If you're interested in, in finding out a little bit more about this, actually, the the fella who's behind this, um, can we throw this up on our page so that way they can get away from us? Or yeah, we should be able to. I don't see any reason why not. Um, it's the articles available through um, the Society of Automotive uh, Engineers. Um, articles.sae.org slash 14160 it'll take you right to it but we will get a link thrown up on our page for those of you who are lazy like I am yeah we'll get some I there. mean there's some cool technology out there and that's you know we sit here joking we drink beer and have a good time but you know what we're the techies out of the entire crew for pulling radio network and uh, 
yeah, this is some really cool stuff with some upward potential we've never seen before. No. And we're always looking for that innovation out there because let's face it, rotary motors are the coolest thing out there and they've been around right now for, what, 40, 50 years? Yeah, about. You know, I mean, we're running out of major innovation on a lot of things. I'm sure there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the line, but unfortunately as the EPA and activist groups are starting to crunch down on emissions and that, it's also going to crunch down on where you're able to go with experimental technologies, you know, because now you got regulations to meet as you bring it to the marketplace. Yeah, and, and I think actually really the, the within the motorsports realm, the unlimited areas that we, we play in, the large-scale development, the big pieces, that's all been figured out. It's, it's going to be the piezoelectronic type stuff now where we're going to start finding the big margins. That guy's type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Us nerds will rule the world one way or another. Yeah, like when my smartphone won't work properly. God, you're an asshole. I try. <laughs> so that was some cool stuff. I know you had some other stuff you threw out there. I just actually yeah, tried working today. It was. Uh, they're trying to. Uh, there, there seems to be a, a movement now in the compact diesel world. Essentially, mini rods, but they're little smokers. I've been talking about these guys for almost 10 years, actually 10 years now, after working on compact tractors going, these are light motors. They yeah. build good horsepower right off the get. They got some longevity. Mm-hmm. Let's build some horsepower out of these. And uh, Miles uh, Witherington or whatever. Miles Worthington, yeah. Yeah, Worthington has been a real, yep. real big proponent for this stateside with the 4BT. This class is ever popular over in Europe. Though. It is. It truly is. Um, they've had some success with it over there. It's been tried over here with uh, what you really want to go back in time back to the 90s and this is actually where Europe has kind of kind of planted a flag was to do it with a, with a two liter Volkswagen diesel yep. and and multiple chargers in some cases. I think they've kind of settled on now single charger water injected. Um, in Europe it is the it's a two liter class. I think what we're seeing now, uh, another guy who's really, really amped up the market now is um, uh, Dan Bowers from Advanced Chassis, because he's getting the requests for for chassis builds, and he's he's big in the mini rod world too, in, in addition to hot rods and drag cars. Um, but it seems like we're not going to settle probably on two liters here stateside. Seems like something that something that lets the four BT Cummins. That's be what a part I was going to say. Let's face it, right now. The five nine Cummins is ruling the world in a lot of classes. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Go from the six BT down to that four BT where horsepower numbers are still you you can get horsepower numbers out of a four BT that you can get out of a five nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's Easily. on the table. You know, yeah. you can P pump them, do everything P pump them. All the same uh cylinder head mods, they're all the same. Yeah. That's There's the no nice part with the Cummins is everything's Interchangeable yeah. between the six BT, which everybody knows is a five nine, to you know the four BT. The only downside to a four BT it is an inherently heavy engine. It is. There's that, uh, and so it'll be to the rules makers, I guess. And there's a group in Wisconsin that I guess has a pretty good base already started, but it'll be to those guys to devise that. Uh, you start allowing an open type cylinder head arrangement, you can shave some weight and. There's things that can be done. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It'd be nice to see something out there 
And uh, diesel's been taking over the world more aggressively now than we've seen in a long time. The tractors have switched more to alcohol. Yeah. But the truck world's gone from gas and alcohol to where diesel's now reigning supreme. It has. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see some minis go that way. Is there a possible NTPA level class in the future? Well, they're hoping for that. I think that's maybe... There isn't enough iron out there right now to, to substantiate that, but maybe five years. Five-year plan is to get to that point. Um, I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I can I can pretty much say it's probably going to wind up being a single-charger class. I wish it would be multi with water. That's just me. Hold on, hold on. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. keep keep that, the tires awesome. keep the rear tires the same as mini rods or two-wheel drive trucks use that for your tire size and and they probably would they're gonna they're gonna have to have weight break it's a little bit heavier than mini rods just to accommodate the cummins in itself you're probably but, looking at uh 25 2600 pound class yeah which i think probably sounds sounds fairly reasonable and yeah I, i'd like it to be multi-charger with water but i, I don't that probably won't happen unfortunately you know, you really got to look at the horsepower numbers you're going to get out of them. And, I mean, 4BT Cummins, well capable of 1,000 horse out of them. Yeah, sure is. And uh, I, I like the, the affordability side. You know, pretty much it's going to be an all 4BT class, so it's okay. Who can drive? Yeah, you're going to see some Kubota, some Asuzu's put out there. but Yanmar here and there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, it's really going to be a 4BT class just because the technology's already on the table right now. The Ka- the Kubota, the Yanmars, the Asuzu's, yeah, they've been out there for a long time, but nobody's really done anything with them. Unless yeah. you get it down into uh, the super stock class in uh, national quarter scale. Yeah. And that's where you're seeing them lightweight motors take over. But Kubota's out there already with their motors that are going to be really good heads up against a 4BT Cummins. And eventually, yeah, you're going to see them start taking over. And, yeah, we'll be announcing a Kubota-powered tractor. It's five, ten years easily down the road. But you get a class established, somebody's going to start branching out into different different brands and different technologies trying to find something that'll work because there's always got to be that one or two guys who has to be different. Yeah, and that that's part and parcel of it. Turn your mic on. <laughs> he's used to just going tapping a button. Now he's got to be all fancy. And It's hardly my fault you broke the compressor last week. Right? <laughs> God, that ticks me off. We'll be back up and running with that next week. We'll get that ordered. Ugh. I miss the simplicity, but this board does sound pretty. <laughs> you know, that's... We've talked about this before, Charles. I don't know when we're going to see it or if we're going to see it, but EFI on these tractors would be just simply amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's been something even on the bigger level. And going back to the you know, injector technology we talked about in the last bit, you know, that's something I have said that in a perfect world, cost no object, I would do a diesel super that would have a combination of mechanical and electronic injection just to see. And yeah, it's probably going to go there sooner or later. Uh, there's, there's a lot of resistance to it, but sooner or later that will break down. It's anything as technology progresses, you have to evolve with it. And, uh, I know I got a lot out of the tractor wrenching world, just as computers were making their entrance into it. 
And uh, yeah, it scared a lot of old timers, but that was 10 years ago now. And you know what? We got to progress beyond the 466 red, green, whichever. The big block deer. Yeah. That's I mean, the 8 point, what, 8.1 or whatever it is. John Deere's the newest block really running out there. The few guys who have ventured in the 505 CDCs are out there. Yeah, but even them, that. they're behind. But eventually, they're going to have to go to uh, electronic fuel injection-based motor. And, I mean, do you want to spend the money on a conversion kit for a giant Sims or P-Pump? Or are you going to just work with what you have to begin with? Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to see common rail become a thing in the diesel world. And really, even you know, going to full EFI, two-wheel drives, modifieds, uh, there will be a paradigm shift away from the supercharger engines not that not that that development curve isn't going to stop but efi is what's going to wake the turbos up you're going to wake the turbos up and you're also going to get into a pro charger category also maybe maybe not um at this time pro charger doesn't make a they don't make one that is big enough yet yet they, they don't make one that's gonna that's gonna flow the kind of numbers um I know the uh, uh, Green Monster team over in Europe where you can do the EFI type stuff. They messed with uh, Pro Charger on, on the, their Allisons and just couldn't get enough air through it. They wound up actually designing their own centrifugals charger that's bigger and, and going with that instead. And, and it's been fits and starts, but they're on the cutting edge. They're doing something nobody else is. Um, yeah. Procharger as a company would have to step up with something, or whether it's Procharger or Paxton or whoever. Any uh, smaller companies out there beyond SSI and people yeah, like that. You the know. companies that are doing this centrifugal type belt-driven charger, you have to come up with something big enough uh, to do it. But I don't know. I don't think I don't think that particular design. It's more efficient than the roots. Not so much against the screws. But it's not as it's still it'll never be as efficient as a as a straight up turbo. No, absolutely not. I mean, anytime you're pulling pulling horsepower away from the motor to drive your charge system, yeah, it's not going to be as e efficient. But what's lagged to you in a class? Yeah, you're not trying to accelerate. You don't have to come out of corners, so the lag time isn't a thing. You just sit on a starting line, the same as the diesels have been doing since. 1960 whatever you just bring it up bring it up bring it up and it's it's that but there is that control aspect in the fuel system that uh with with the mechanical fuel injection the turbos are are hamstrung a bit i mean efi the days of pulling plugs to read parameters are gone yeah yeah they are so that's something to look forward to i think it'd be i think it'd be cool it's lit up the uh it's been an absolute revolution in drag racing, especially for, for door cars, to be able to have that EFI with a turbo. And I think pulling could see the same sort of benefits. Not, and I'm not, I don't I don't mean to say that like I'm against uh, the supercharger guys. I'm not. They have a place and, and they still are competitive in the drag racing world too. But um, we talk off, often on this show about how diverse European pulling is versus over here stateside where it's a very formulaic thing. That's Maybe that's what it needs. Absolutely. You know, I mean, 
something's got something's gonna give eventually and it's a matter of time whether it takes a generation that's grown up and the throttle body now efi uh era i mean let's face it when i was born gm wasn't selling a carbureted car that's a scary thought 1988 was the debut of the tbi That makes me a fossil. <laughs> and I mean, look where we've come from throttle body injection to where we're at now. When I was born, GM was producing cars that were laden with 65 million different vacuum lines and all sorts of EPA bullshit, but they were still carbureted. <laughs> yeah. And they were also this much and you were dealing with a fuel crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were no cool cars in 1978. That's what I was going to say, at least by the time I came around the Ford Mustang, which I'm not a Ford fan, but the Ford Mustang was at least on the back on the upswing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had to look forward to the Fox body, which don't get me wrong, Fox bodies are cool. Yeah, the time I was looking... a 351 Windsor transplant in them. At the time I was looking for our first car, uh, Romeo Ford had a red uh, LX 5 liter automatic which had, i wanted the manual but it was an it was an automatic a red one and uh price was right in terms of the budget for buying the car and and then mom and dad said you call the insurance agent and find out what it's going to take to get a 16 year old 17 year old kid insurance on <laughs> on a fox body lx5 liter and it, yeah. and it was probably about 200 buck or excuse me probably about 200 bucks a, a day yeah <laughs> i was gonna say probably 200 bucks a month but that was back in <laughs> yeah it would have been well, i don't know 94 or something yeah do we need to break this and then, down then, then, and then it's like know. going and buying a I, I know. And I then the Charger next, the next car, the next, next two cars, I, the next two cars I looked at, and the price was right on both of them too. Another red, unfortunately, arrest me red. A uh, Firebird Formula Three Fifty. Ooh. Ooh. And a Porsche Nine Two Four. And I tried the argument on Dad. And I said, Dad, what were your first two cars? And the first car was an MG, Roadster, and the second was a Porsche Three Fifty Six Cabriolet. There you go, exactly. <laughs> but insurance companies were stupid back then because they insured it as a Volkswagen because they didn't know what a Porsche was back in 1967 or 8 whenever he bought it. Really? I had no idea. They thought it was just a squashed <laughs> squashed beetle or something. <laughs> my, my, they have caught up with the times. <laughs> hey, it's just yeah. another Carmen Ghia. I wish he still had that car, but somebody down in uh, Sterling Heights rolled out of uh, one of the Ford dealerships there in a brand new Fairlane, literally like two miles on the odometer, and ass packed him and put the engine in the back seat. That was that's what I was gonna say. That (laughs) Fairlane against Porsche. Yeah, that that was that was the end of the bathtub. Oh, shame. Yeah. I, I, he was okay. The car was not. No. But yeah, that's a scary thought is, you know, carbureted vehicles weren't being produced by GM by the time I was, no, you know, when I was born. We were in the, uh, we were approaching the era. Actually, no, by, by then we had what? We had the, uh, the lovely quad four powered Oldsmobile 
is the buzziest thing. They had to put twin counter-rotating shafts in it because it would shake itself apart without them. Um, distracted momentarily. No! Uh, we had the, the lovely Cavalier Z24 with the hubcaps that were like a bingo board. <laughs> yeah, but this Corvette still looked good. I've never been a Corvette guy. I'm really not. And I never said we got a Corvette sitting just outside the studio. Studio owners got that, but it's it's cool. I thought they were awesome when I was growing up. Then I saw the Viper. It's a, it's a blast to drive. I'll give it that. I'd rather have a Viper. Me too. Yeah, me too, but it's, you know. V10. Nick, hey, Nick got to experience his first Screaming Dozen this, this weekend. Oh, very nice. Got to sit in it. Yeah. Poor tractor. Unfortunately, it's triple turbocharged. Well, Which is cool. Yeah. But you know what that does to that sound of that screaming does it. Yeah, it, it mutes it. It, it was the... cool, but we got to take you down. I'm going to take you for a trip. You're going to come down with me to go meet Brian Deekman. Yeah, for sure. You want to talk about a boy who knows his Allison's. Absolutely. You have not lived till you felt the noise. Of a supercharged one. Supercharged. Hell, an auxiliary supercharged one. Calliope exhaust, seventeen hundred and ten cubic inch Allison aircraft engine. Road trip, and like I said, you haven't lived till you've felt the noise. That's they're not kinda, loud. That's my kind of noise. They are guttural. They are evil, and you know what? If, it was, if I was a Messerschmitt pilot and I heard one of them coming towards me, yeah. Get out of the way, because they just sound freaking nasty. Actually, go, going back to the noise part of it, that's the other thing I like about the Viper. It's it's such a sleeper thing, and I, how how can a car that ostentation be a sleeper? If you close your eyes, it sounds like a UPS truck. <laughs> 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 but boy, will it blow your doors off. Yeah, I mean, same base motor that was used in the Magnum trucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, the same motor that was used later in the... Ram Viper truck. The SRT-10, yeah. The SRT-10. They were, they're literally identical at that point. Yeah. And, God, I love that truck, too, when they came out. Yeah, those what were What was cool. funny, though, is I can't remember which truck magazine I had at the time, and we're just burning time right now but because we're out of material, but um, they claimed that SRT-10 was the first corporate 14-bolt rear axle. And I'm going, you're a truck magazine, and you're saying this... At that time, you know, it was, what, it was the AM 11 and a half or... Something no, it wasn't like anything that heavy. I think, yeah, I think it was 11 and a half. Probably. Um, they go, it's the first corporate 14 bolt. I go, GMs have a corporate They've been doing that since, since the, the 60s. 60s, 70s. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. And you can't tell me, well, it's the first full floater. Nope, because GM produced both a semi-floater and a full floater. You know, and people have the nerve to call me a nerd. You need me to explain a full floater versus a semi-floater axle to you? Uh, no, just the, 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 the past <laughs> 10 minutes of just absolute geekdom you two have been doing with trucks and tractors. Is it, 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 If it, you'd shut up and listen, you might learn something. 
And I did shut up and listen. <laughs> but and right now I need to make fun of you because you guys are giant nerds that make me seem not nerdy. And we're it's... doing it. We're doing a total end research too. I mean, the cell phones are black screen. My laptop's closed. And we're just talking. Yeah. This is this is how this show got started. It is. And actually, come to think about it, she was doing the same thing when the show got started back in the garage. For that, she was spending time with Steph in the garage. <laughs> Sitting there going, Were you playing solitaire then, these too? People were just. Potentially. <laughs> exactly. Huh. They were completely ignoring us as we just sat here rambling back and forth. Yeah, now, here, you yet were, here you are. Do you know the difference between a full floater and a semi-floater axle? Let me ask you that. I, I can't say that I do. Oh, it's very simple. One fully, or one floats and one doesn't? Ah, it's close. One, the axles are only supported on the outside, the semi-floater. And, you know, the, the actual ring pinion carrier with all your gears that you weld together to make you go super fast. They're suspended in between, so that axle has a weight. In the case of a full floater, everything is suspended in the axle housing. So your carriers separate from your axles, and actually everything you can actually pull an axle out, and wheel's not gonna fall off. Everything's actually suspended, so that axle is actually a pure structural member and actually carrying the weight of the load. All the axle's gotta do is turn. You say you want a full floater. (laughs) Versus the semi where the actual axle shaft is carrying weight as well. Yes. Okay. That's why on my truck, actually, yeah, mine is a full floater because I can pull the axles. I know yours is because yours is a three-quarter ton. One one ton, I mean. Yeah. One tons have always been full floaters. Uh, Three-quarter tons are normally semi-floaters. At least GM world. Unless you paid for the heavy three-quarter, like mine. Is actually, for... I think Ford and Dodge actually share the same rear axle on the one ton. They're both Dana 80s. Yes, both yeah. Dana 80s. GM was the only one that ran the corporate 14. But they all ran the same front axle. They all ran, a, well, in three-quarter ton purposes, was a Dana 60, or in the half tons was a Dana 44. Dana makes a nice axle. They do. Yeah, that's yeah. The front one, mine's a sixty straight axle. Yeah, yep. should be a sixty. So, well, that red sign says we're done talking for the week, and I can't believe it because I thought we weren't gonna have enough material. And time's up. Oh, next week we have no material we're gonna go in with, but between five idiots, I'm sure we're gonna have plenty to talk. We'll about. find something. After all, we got to make a birthday something or other for Drob. Maybe we'll make pick him up a Burger King crown and. Find, have my wife take it to school and have the kids cover with glitter and jewels or something to make them feel special. That like sounds like an excellent princess. idea. Yes. Well, he, he likes those country bands that have bedazzled pants, so why not bedazzle his crown? Put a big glitter come and see on it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the come and see we're after. <laughs> so, well, I have nothing else. Meyer, how about you? I'm good. You enjoy playing your new, with your toy today? Yeah, it's a little old hat these days. <laughs> old hat. We're on a full digital mixer. There's no buttons or knobs to be used. He's been controlling this entire show from an iPad wirelessly. Yeah. And he's going, yeah, it's boring. You know what? Forget you. <laughs> when you use it for a living, it's not that Who's exciting anymore. Now? <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Bosch, you got any more? Nope. Nope, you're done. I'm done. You're going to be back next week? I'll be back next week. 
Promise? Promise. Because otherwise it'll be four idiots. And no, there's going to be five. There's going to be five. We want to make sure that... We this don't will have be a record. No round numbers. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 Slow down. whoa. Look, somebody wants us to get the hell out. Well, with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name is Meyer. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.